And I'm Jane Brooke. And we are strong women who need friends. We are two highly driven women who met through our House of Colour careers and became firm friends, despite being very different. Here we talk about our challenges and our struggles and what makes us tick. Sometimes we'll invite other strong women, and occasionally men, to join us and talk about their highs and lows, always keeping it real. Yeah, much better, thank you. Much better and raring to go on the pod. Good, good, good. Because I'm really excited tonight because I've done my bit of soul bearing and feeling vulnerable and feeling all sort of, oh, my life, this is all about me. Now it's your turn, so I can sit back and chill Ooh. with a glass. Well, a glass yeah, of And <laughs> listen. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. So shall I, shall I turn into Jack and Rory and tell you a story then? Yes, that would be nice. I'm going to sit back and listen and just ask questions or interject when I feel ready. <laughs> Perfect. That's fabulous. Thank you. Um, and I guess you'll keep me on time, so that's good. Um, I guess my, my, those people that know me will know that I'm a Romford girl, so through and through an Essex girl, um, and um, didn't go to university or anything, went straight from school and went to work in the city. Wanted to earn money. Um, that was all it was about. Um, and very lucky, fortunate, right place, right time, whatever. But my career kind of became, grew really quickly from being a secretary and then sort of almost getting spotted, as it were, and ended up with a career in procurement. I actually did a degree um, in, um, in that through working with uh, Barclays. So that was really good. And they sponsored me. Wow. Um, and um, I, was, I ended up with quite a, quite a big career in procurement. Um, and, you know, when I was single, it was absolutely fine. Um, I've always been somebody who's an all or nothing person. So I will always throw everything, you know, into one thing. So I was always going to have that, <laughs> that career that was, was going to be um, something that would probably, I guess, make me work really hard. Um, and I met my first husband, Mark, and um, we got married. And that career took me around the world quite a lot, actually. I um, travelled extensively then in the Middle East and Africa and, late, and more lastly Canada. So um, exciting career, um, not particularly conducive to a marriage, um, <laughs> particularly with marriage to a man, bless him, who worked locally um, and kind of was left on his own quite a lot. So um, for one reason or another, that, that marriage broke down. Um, and I guess I'll talk about that in a little bit more in a while. But I think for me, that career was the was the start of me feeling, quite ironically, really uncomfortable with myself. I was really confident in what I did. I was you know, really good at my job, actually. And I was very, very confident. I had a lovely team. We worked hard and we partied hard. And we, we ran um, large outsourcing teams. I ran a lot of outsourcing projects. Um, and so we'd be part of a big team and it'd be a massive deal and we would work really hard and then we'd go out and we'd just party. And um, it, it was a very sort of high and low environment, but actually people had this perception of me um, and this perception was that she's got it together. She's, she's, she's hard, actually. She's rock hard. She's um, really, really confident. Um, and 
and actually, I'm I am confident, but I'm a big softy inside. Um, but I never really let anyone see that. Right. I wore, and my clients will all know this because I tell this story. But I wore predominantly black. Thought I was really risque when I bought a tan suit, <laughs> um, which ironically is one of my colours. But I wore black suits, white shirt all the time. It was that crisp corporate uniform. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time in lawyers' offices, facing off against guys, negotiating million pound deals, and. Um, I wore very nude lipstick, very understated face, and um, got a reputation for being quite formidable, quite scary. Um, and actually, because I came from Essex, I almost kind of stifled what I was. I kind of put on a posher voice. I um, didn't, you know, I, I, I definitely stifled that fun-loving person that I am and, where, and my roots are. And I know that was yeah. that's the wrong thing to do. Um, and um, so, so I got quite a lot of, odd feedback really that I was quite scary um, and then uh, I've always been somebody that my weight fluctuates even since I was a child my weight has fluctuated up and down I come from a very fun loving family my mum always had lots of parties and lots and lots of friends taught us to, I guess the importance of friends um, but I've always that kid that was the tallest I was the biggest in primary school and and I guess those sort of things carry you along throughout your whole life so I had this very big personality that I'd almost kind of created to kind of I now know hide the insecurities that were that were lying within um, and when my marriage broke down um, it was I guess just that that so I was saying now in the coffin but it, but it wasn't that bad but it was it was the, that total knock of confidence um, because, you know, uh, he wasn't in love with me anymore. And I, um, I made a conscious decision then that um, I would just block it all out, just block it all out, keep going, keep going, keep going with the career. Um, and then I was very, very lucky that I met my current husband. Well, I think it might be a keeper, uh, Rob. I met him oh, through my- a keeper. He is a keeper. And I met him through my, my job, which was a total surprise. I wasn't looking for anyone. I was far too hurt inside. I wasn't looking for anyone, but I always say that he came to save me. Um, and uh, it was quite ironic, really, because finally I had somebody that kind of loved me for who I was. Yeah. Was, you know, really, so didn't want this perfect size 10 body, but wanted me, um, you know, love me, thought I was thought I was sexy, thought I was great. And, and it took me a really long time to believe him. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't, yeah. I didn't believe, it's took, it took me a long, long time. Uh, you know, I've been with him a long time now, but it took me a long time to trust that when he said, oh, you got a great pair of legs, I believed him because I just didn't because yeah. my confidence had been knocked so much, which I'm sure a lot of people will resonate. Anyone who's gone through a, a, a marriage breakup will know what I mean. Um, but um, at that time, uh, uh, my career was still flying high and my best friend uh, bought me a colour consultancy and um, off I trundled with her and went to a house colour consultant who diagnosed me as a spring. Um, I'm not sure why Betty bought it for me. I think she thought that I needed some, a confidence boost she would say that she thought she was sick to death of on a Friday night waiting for me to get ready downstairs when I was chucking on clothes and chucking off clothes upstairs in my bedroom. I think that's what she said at the time, but I think it was about the confidence boost. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, 
what I tried to do is really scary because anyone who's been diagnosed spring knows that there's no black, there's no white. It's really <laughs> very bright. bright. <laughs> very, very bright and um, absolutely terrifying. Um, but I saw what happened to my face. She, what she did do is put this on my bright navy around my neck and then she put the black on my neck. And I saw my jaw go very square. I went very gray around my chin, went very gray. My eyes are really blue and my eyes just went hard as nails. Yeah. And I looked really older and I was actually quite shocked by it. it I, felt, I felt very unnerved. I remember thinking, gosh, if I look like that all these years, no wonder Mark left me was what I thought. Cause I couldn't oh. believe that I looked so awful in black when, you know, I never even thought about it. Um, and, but it was really quite unnerving. And then she took you out of the makeup and she put my 174 on, which is my favorite. And I remember thinking, oh my God, my lips are really, really bright. Um, but as I, as I said at the beginning, I am an all or nothing person. Hmm. So Nettie had bought this for me. I just thought, well, if she's bought this for me, I am not gonna let her down. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to rock this thing. And no, so no, I'm going to let Nettie down. It's not about you. It's about letting someone else down. Really interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it's, yeah, I never thought of it like that, but it was very much like that. And I bought a different, so I went and bought a top to wear under my black suit. Because I remember being quite skint and not being able to buy, you know, can't yeah. just change your wardrobe. And literally like day four or something after my colours and I was rocking this, 174 lipstick and this top under my thing. Someone said to me, Oh, have you had your hair done? I know, I have my colours done. <laughs> oh, what's this? And started to sort of tell people. But as I say to my clients, it was literally like this is every time someone said, You look nice, it was like someone was just chipping away at that little negativity bit that, you know, and I talk a lot about the mean girl in my head. Yeah. And she is still there, but she was promised of rocking my head at that time. And, um, but she kept getting bashed over the head by all the compliments that, was get, that I was getting. Um, and then the next year we went and had our style done and Rob and I were still sort of caught in as it were. And um, we, we went and had our style done and um, I was dressing obviously very, very classically, um, no doubt about that. And um, the lady was actually a bit of amused, I think. I don't think she could quite work me out. Um, but she when she turned around to me and said you know claire you're a natural romantic and what that means <coughs> excuse me in real life terms is you're meant to do the glamour you're meant to look sparkly you're meant to be dressed up all the time it was literally like someone you know like those chimeras you have in the garden i felt like that and I felt like someone had opened that little latch and lifted the latch and looked inside my belly and my soul and gone, that's what you're meant to do. Wow. And it was, I cried, I burst, literally burst into tears. I oh. couldn't believe that she got me, like that yeah. she realised. And that actually how I'd wanted to dress all those years was actually how I should have dressed. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so... Um, so it was quite weird really and I what I guess what it was was as a child 
I lived with my mum, who's, I think, I don't know, I've never done her style, but I think she's a classic ingenue, and my sister is a natural classic. So lots of classic going on there. Yeah. And when we'd get ready to go out in the evening, I'd be all dressed up and think I look really good. You know that feeling when you think you look really good as you leave the house, leave the bedroom, and you go downstairs and see the people you're going with, and you think, oh, I've totally pitched the dress code wrong. <laughs> my sister would be in jeans and a blazer and her loafers and she looks lovely and my mum would be all neat and tidy and very classic and I'd just go oh my god I look like I'm a barmaid <laughs> so, uh, and my mum would go oh are you wearing that oh. with that look which I can yeah. picture and and I bless her she doesn't mean it she didn't realize she was doing it and I just go no 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 I'm just gonna change and I'd go upstairs and change and, and now someone was giving me that permission to go, do you know what? You know that sexy girl that your husband sees? You can be her. But of course I didn't believe it. Of course I didn't. And, I, and it took me, I reckon it took me four, four years to actually nail that and get that into my head that that is what I'm allowed to do. Because I dressed with, in dresses, literally, that stopped at my neck and went out. I never defined my waist, I never showed my shape. Why would I? I was fat, I was ugly. Why would I ever just do that? So I literally had these things that, and I thought if you cover it all up, then obviously you look slimmer. Yeah. Which you, yeah. I know. No. It's not the way to do it, but of course <laughs> that's what I was doing. So when she tried to say to me, you know, just define your curves, but I was thinking, no way. What? These curves? No way. Um, and I don't actually think I got that until. I went and trained as a stylist. Yeah. Because I don't think I really realised that I could do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that it was all right and no one was going to laugh at me in the streets. Um, I, I then went, carried on with my life. I went to, um, uh, I went on to work. I actually left work and started working for myself. Rob and I, I got pregnant and we had Holly. Um, <coughs> excuse me, coughing. And, um, I, we, we got to a situation where we thought we were going to have another baby and um, I needed to be at home a little bit more. Um, and I was on a school trip, still remember it now, on a school trip and um, uh, to Bista. I'd organised it, of course, because I always would. And I'm socialising up and down the coach because, as I know now, I like to be part of the party, leading the party along. So I'm walking up and down the aisle and someone said to me, one of the school mums went, oh my gosh, I really love what you've got on. And I still remember what I had there. I had green sort of summery trousers on, a cream blouse and a yellow necklace. That's all I had on, it was a really hot day. And I was like, oh, these are my colours. And started to talk to them about House of Colour um, with a glass of fizz in my hand. And um, everybody, all those mums turned around and went, you should so be doing this job. Wow. And I was like, really? God, oh my gosh. I said, well, I'm looking to do something a bit different. And they were like, well, you've got it. And if you do it, and Sarah Martin and Verity, thank you very much. If you do it, we'll be your first customers. Wow. And they were my first customers. How fantastic. Um, which was absolutely amazing. And they literally, all they did was sow that seed. But like, all the way, I remember walking around Vista going, oh, I wonder if I could do it. I wonder if I could do it. I wonder if I could. Could I? And, and um, I went home, I phoned House of Colour, I spoke to Helen Venables, I went up the next week and saw her. I remember sitting on a beach in Lindos with the pack, reading it with my friends going, this is what I'm gonna do by the way. Um, Rob was really supportive and, and basically, 
or he just went, you've got to have a business plan, are you going to make any money out of it, bless him. Um, and I trained in the October 14, and I did style in November 14, and I, you know, I've, I flew, I guess, ever since then. Um, but for me, it wasn't until I changed into being that person that actually was one, a real one, that I actually started to believe that I looked all right. Yeah. And that's, that's the case. Um, and that I, you know, I knew what I was talking about. Um, and obviously, you know, I've been very, very lucky to be number one and to, you know, have such a wonderful set of clients that have helped me to get there. Um, but when we were doing that work with Miranda a while ago yeah. about, you know, what, why do you do it? And what is, what is your why? And what gets you out of bed in the morning? You know, that work that we did with her. Um, I think looking back at that story that I've just told, and obviously I've taken out some <coughs> really painful bits and bits that no one needs to really know, but I think what I've taken from that is that I, I like, I am, I like to be the ringmaster. I like to create this. I love to have these people. I love to have people around me. I love people. Mm. And, um, and I like to see them grow and change and be part of my gang or whatever it is that I've got going on. Um, but actually, um, it's about them not necessarily me. When I say I want to be you know, the leader of the gang, it's about actually being, and I said to you once, you said to me it was really nice. It's a lot about being enough. Yeah. Like I'm enough, I'm good enough, you know, um, because I think sometimes in my past, I haven't necessarily felt like I was good enough. Um, not wasn't good enough for him, wasn't good enough for them, wasn't good enough. And actually I am good enough, I know I am. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know, I sometimes feel like I have to prove things quite a lot. Um, but Miranda and you and Helen have really helped me understand that um, I am, absolutely enough. Um, but that what I do is to almost create an environment where people can come and something magical can happen in, in the studio or wherever it is something magical can happen and that they, and that they get it. They get what, what I'm seeing. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It really makes sense because I, I, there's so much of it resonates with me because neither you nor I really got it at the time we were analyzed, especially the style. We both got the color. Yeah. Get the style. And I think that's why it's so important to me and you that our clients get it. They understand it. They, they feel it because that's that's what I'm hearing from you is you didn't feel it. No, 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 and I didn't. I didn't, and I, I don't know whether that was because of where I was. You know, I had literally just come out of a really horrible breakup, um, and and wasn't feeling good about myself. Ironically, I was the skinniest then I'd ever been, which is ironic, <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so funny. I now know it's not about weight, but. Um, being skinny doesn't make you happy. Um, but um, I think I was in the wrong headspace. That's what I think. Yeah. And I think I had to almost grow into my style and be, particularly being a natural romantic, you've got to feel sexy. And, and when you've had a marriage breakdown and the circumstances that I had, you don't feel sexy at all, you know? So um, 
I think it's taken me a long time to, to get that back. And I see it in the eyes of so many of my clients when they walk through the door mm. is that I, I don't know who I am anymore. I've lost myself. And they may not have gone through anything traumatic. They just have gone through life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and had a couple of kids or not, or had a big career or whatever it is. And I think me, I, what's happened to me as I've trundled along motherhood and everything is that I've, you know, gone through times when I've totally lost where, who I am and what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Um, and I think House of Colour has given me that back. Yeah. It's given me that purpose and that confidence. But that mean girl is so still there, you know, and she was there when I was six at school and she will be there, I'm sure, when I'm 89. Um, hopefully she might die before me. But um, it's th that voice talking to you. I control it sometimes, but, you know, she is still there. And um, I think we learn to live with those those, I don't know, demons, for want of a better word, don't we? Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like House of Colour, both being a client but also being me and a consultant, has helped me get over that. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. And I think one of the, the, the important things for me, and I think for you, is to help other people get over that and also help the next generation so that their mean girl isn't as strong as ours has been and just keep passing the message down that everyone is enough in themselves and we don't all have to be the same as we see on instagram it's it's finding who you are and 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 loving that person yeah absolutely absolutely and um it's i guess when you when you look back at how how that how has that shaped my business well it's driven me harder um, it has, um, it's also taught me that I have to relax a bit more and give myself more time. I have, I'm really, like you said last time when you were talking about your story, I have, I have a massive susceptibility to burnout. I've burnt out once in Barclays and I, and I had a breakdown in Barclays and, uh, not many people knew that, but now they do. Um, and, and I crumbled, I was on the floor, like literally like a centimeter on the floor. Um, but that's because I worked my heart myself to the bone because I've got to be the best at everything. Yeah. Because um, I've got to prove myself. Mm. Um, and and yes, I do think there is something right about if you're going to do it right, do it properly. But definitely, I like that bit about me, but not at the detriment of your health. Um, and I've learned those triggers as as I go. And sometimes, my, you know, my my best friends will go, mm, Claire. And they just look, and just, I just know they're just looking at me because they know that I've glazed over and I've gone. Mm. Um, and they just pull me back. But it's, you know, I, I think having done this job, you, you see it in others, therefore it helps me in almost like a cathartic way. Does that make sense? Totally, yes. Somebody sent me um, a message, um, some, somebody I used to work with a lot, actually, I'm going to stay with them in a few weeks. And it was about, um, it was along the lines of, I can't remember the exact words, I'll have to find it and put it as a, a tagline somewhere. But it was along the lines of, um, you attract people, the, the journey you've been through attracts those people to you, so you can both keep growing and helping each other, really. And I think that's really true. Yeah, strong women need <laughs> We do. <laughs> we do. Exactly. We do. It, it isn't, isn't it funny that, that that is so true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and my, my, you know, my mum taught me that. My mum taught me that 
men will come and go in your life, but your friends will always be there. She always, she would still say it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think we do need that group, that support network of women who kind of know what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Their challenges may be different. There may be different stages, but actually they've kind of almost got your back. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. It, it is that support network. It's being able to be open, honest, vulnerable. And that's a really hard thing to do is to take those shields down and let people help you. Cause I, I know I really struggle with that for me to ask for help is really difficult. And I think you're, you're the same. It's much easier to battle on and, and be okay rather than go, actually, could you help me out? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it takes a lot for me to say I'm, I'm having a tough time. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I've probably let it go too far by the time I've said that actually. Um, but, but I guess that, that is what's made me what I am today. Um, Number one consultant in the UK, yeah. Indeed. Um, Yeah, it it has, because I always decided that when I was going to... Running your own business is really hard, but I knew if I was going to do it, I was going to do it 100%, right? Why would I not? Why would I dabble at it? You know, Mm. um, I was always going to try to make it the best that I could for me and my family. Because if it's taking me away from my, my children, and it does sometimes, then I need to make sure it's well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is about having that, um, I don't know, that the, the wanting to do your best, no half measures. You, if you're going to do it, you do it wholeheartedly. And you said that quite a bit. You're all or nothing. The other thing that you did say early on, I sort of made a note of it, was um, I think it was when you were talking about... Um, your your job and, and not having gone to university and, and so on and you were lucky you were in the right place and I think there's an element of being in the right place and I think your house of colour journey is similar to mine in that it all just sort of seemed to fall into place and you ended up where you should be but also with in some ways by saying we're lucky we're detracting from the sheer hard work and force we've put behind that luck um, yeah. So yeah, you you can't take that away. I mean, it is it is hard, and I know exactly how hard you've worked to get to get where you are, and why you're so good at it as well. Because you are that ringmaster. You do draw people to you, and you lead by example, which is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it was it was something that um, um, when I did some feedback um, on my closed Facebook group. But can you tell me one thing, one word or one thing to describe me when we were doing that work with Miranda? Yeah. And so many people said um, it was just obviously all the passion and the confidence, everything came through. <coughs> but it was um, like a force to be reckoned with, like the yeah. power that you do that. And um, yeah, I, I never see it. You know, you just don't see it, do you, for yourself? <laughs> no, no. you just do it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just what you do. It's just what you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting when you look back at my story and go, well, actually, you know, it's, I'm just a normal girl that struggled, still struggles with her weight, keeping fit, you know, balancing work, motherhood, children, all of that stuff. I'm, we're still the same people, we're st- but we're the same people as our clients as well. Exactly. Um, we've got the same hang-ups. We've had all those insecurities. We've still got all those insecurities um you know that 
that whole I am enough is is a constant battle isn't it and and the mean yeah. and and all of that and feeling like you're you said it you're feeling like you're worthy or feeling like you're belonging we, we've got so many of those strands in common with each other that it can't yeah. just be us it must be so many other women feeling like that as well I think it, I think it absolutely is and I think we're blessed in the job that we do to have the opportunity to think that through yes definitely yeah because I don't think as many people as they should take the time to think about what has shaped them and how strong they've come and where they've come from and what they've learned and pat themselves on the back you know or all that that's stuff. still a hard bit to do the patting yourself yeah. on the back we've done all the analysis i'm not sure we've done huge amounts of patting on the back actually no. must be one we must, must be one we need for another time yes yeah definitely but it's it's true actually because i don't think i would have been as self-aware had i not discovered house of color had i not done the work with miranda and helen and you and you know all of those people who've helped me um unravel myself and i think there's still a lot more to go but it is like the old peeling back of the layers sort of thing and um finding out what makes you tick and it's so fascinating to me how it's evolved our businesses and they're different but there's so many crossovers as well yeah it's true isn't it mm, yeah i know it's all a bit crazy isn't it how we got yeah. Oh, that's really good. I think I think it does help. It really helps to hear people's stories and and find out how they've got where they are, and you know, and where we're still going as well. Because I think we're still yeah. moving forward, aren't we? Who knows where we're going to yeah. end up in another ten years' time? Oh my yeah. life! Exciting, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. You. you think you're done now? You your voice. I think I'm done. My voice has gone croaky. I've turned husky now. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's been it's quite it's been quite um quite um a sort of unpeeling, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Time to go and maybe have a glass of wine or cough mixture or whatever you fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Brilliant. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for sharing that with us. I'm sure that it will resonate hugely with so many people. It does with me. There were bits of it I kept thinking, oh my God, that's just me. Oh my God, that's just me. So it's, yeah, it's lovely. Thank Thanks, you very much. And I will speak to you soon on our next pod. This is exciting. See Bye. Bye. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to Strong Women Need Friends. We'd love sharing our thoughts with you and hope you're listening again. Bye for now.